I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong. Where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Okay, this is actually my very favorite day, my favorite holiday of the year. It is my birthday. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Happy birthday to me. If you don't know, now you're going to know that birthdays are my absolute favorite days because they are a celebration of you. It is a reminder that the universe makes no mistakes because it brought you here and that's how it's supposed to be. You have gifts and a purpose that the world needs. So go birthday, go birthday. But not only am I celebrating my birthday, today marks three years that I have been podcasting. Three years, a whole three. Like I remember sitting in my car in the parking lot of my apartment complex with my headphones and my ears and my iPhone seven or eight, not well, is it seven or eight? My six or seven, because I don't think eight was popping then. I don't think it was out. But anyway, my iPhone six or seven. And I opened up my voice memos and I was like, I'm just going to do this. It is what it is. Recorded it, came in the house, did my little editing in Garage Band and put my little show up and just, hey, like <laughs> all within a few hours. I was like, I just need to start. I just need to start. But I remember having actually been introduced to the idea of doing a podcast in like late 2016. But I don't know a single thing about doing a podcast, nor how it would fit into the grand scheme of my business. Yet my homegirl was like, she was like, well, yeah, it's it's like doing a radio show. And I was like, it's like doing a radio show. What? So if you don't know, again, now you're going to know my undergraduate degree is in mass comm. And as I shared in my book, 1865, I actually pursued that particular degree because I wanted to be a radio personality. So isn't it ironic that doing this show, this podcast for me is actually like a dream fulfilled. And who would have also guessed that three years later, the show would actually become the forefront of my business and the very thing that has shifted everything for me and what I believe about life and entrepreneurship and just how I see the world has very much so transformed because of this podcast. I would also say that coupled with my love for learning, for teaching, for connecting with people, for inspiring others, all that jazz, both podcasting and entrepreneurship has truly given me an outlet to tap into the very best parts of many things that keep me going both personally and professionally. I'd even like to think that even when I'm not in a good place with how things are going or what have you, I continue to come back to the fact that I believe so much in what I'm doing at this point in my life that I can't imagine doing anything else. I used to feel like a square peg trying to fit myself into a round hole. But being on this journey, I feel like I've been able to create both the peg and then to carve my own hole. Hmm. But anywho, podcasting itself has actually been far more than just a show for me. It's 
been more than putting out content. It's been more than interviewing guests. It has literally changed my life. And I'd even say that committing to having a show, especially one that comes out weekly, has been critical to my growth as a person and an entrepreneur. I mean, man, again, I look back three years ago and I first started, it was just a, I'm just out there. And now it's a vital part of who I am and how I identify and how I show up in, in the world. And so you know that I love numbers, right? I think that you know that I love numbers a lot and everything about the numbers for this show just added up. I didn't even like think about how perfect this was going to be. So, you know, I'm in a sorority and I'm a nine in my sorority and today's my birthday. And then this is episode 99. I actually freaked out when I was like, oh my gosh, 99 is going to be my birthday. It's going to be my birthday because I do a birthday show each year. And I mean, the first year was the first show. Um, second year, the one last year. So it doesn't matter the day. I do, I do a birthday show. So, you know, the nine on the 99, that's what you're going to get. And then, you know, being three years this year, you know, a, a dividend of, of nine is like, oh my gosh, everything just, just really cool. But I'm lame on the level of the nine. So yeah. But anyway, I found myself landing on nine things that I wanted to share because it was going to be something nine. So here's the nine episode 99, giving you nine things. And I want to share nine things that podcasting has taught me about evolving. Yes. Oh, you know, I was going to do something like, you know, deeply reflective or just thinking about the process of becoming right. But I, I want to share nine things uh, that the podcast has taught me about evolving because I definitely want you to continue to evolve on your journey as well. And if I can look at what I've been experiencing and past knowledge alone, then it's definitely something that I aspire to do. So let's get into the nine things. Number one is that consistency is key no matter what you do. When I started to see this particular show take off, I spent a lot of time in my head trying to think about what changed. I knew it had something to do with the interviews, but I also felt certain that it wasn't just the interviews. And then like initially my interviews were similar to what I was doing when I had the show like fully solo. It was here and there recordings. <laughs> uh, but I was actually talking to a friend of mine. Shout out to Attorney Altima. Attorney Altima. That's not Attorney Altima. That's actually kind of cool. I know I just, yeah, I'm over at First Gen Rise. But she casually mentioned that she listened to other podcasts and the ones she enjoyed the most were those that came out weekly because she knew that she could expect it. And I was thinking, okay, that's cool, but I ain't about to do a weekly show. <laughs> and I was like, uh, that's a lot of work. And trust me, it has been. But it was just her sharing that small thought that tremendously changed this show and impacted what it would become. Because as you can see, we'll be hitting episode 90, not 99, 100 this week. We're hitting episode 100 this week. Like, what, what, what? But then, like, yes, yeah, so I'm thinking about the idea of doing it something weekly. It was about the consistency and, again, the expectation that with other shows, she knew that she could have that particular content, you know, hit her airwaves. And so she looked forward to that even if she wasn't able to tune in. And so that then encouraged me to maybe take a second look at doing a show at least weekly or bi-weekly. But then weekly was kind of like, hey, you can do this. It's going to be difficult. But that was a charge that I wanted to take on because I knew that it would be a challenge. And if somebody was telling me like feedback straight up about what they're doing and they tune into my show, it has to be able to help my show. Uh, at least I thought so. And it has. But yet the idea of consistency and showing up every week 
also taught me the importance of being consistent in my own life, period. So anytime, you know, thinking about health and wellness, being available for family and friends, committing to my business, how I'm thinking about handling my finances, you know, now and in forever and being a wife and being many things, I realized that the more consistent that I am in in all those things, the better results I have. Uh, And that's something that I think most of us desire is to see betterness, goodness in our lives. So the first step I think to doing that and especially involving is, is just being consistent about what it is that you're trying to do. Like I would even say I started working out finally last month and I thought, well, five minutes here, then 10 minutes here, you know, one day here, two days there has actually now led to me having worked out at least 30 minutes for as of tomorrow. So the 27th for one month straight and it's being committed to being able to do that thing. But what I'm finding is I'm having to work harder to get my heart rate up higher because like I'm adjusting, I'm conditioning and it's like, dang, I got to really work out for real. So there's just no way around around that. But, you know, again, thinking about evolving, number one, I would definitely say podcasting has taught me the value of being consistent and being consistent to get results that you're looking for. Number two, it has been this thing with discipline. When you're thinking about evolving, you're thinking about life, you have to be disciplined and you guys to have a show that comes out every week has required a lot of discipline. It's required finding guests to come onto the show. It's required actually writing out content, coming up with a plan, following up on things. It's, it's required a lot of discipline, yet you just really have to be disciplined in life. It is a vital skill to be successful as an adult in anything else that you're going to do or be, because more often than not, you're going to find that there are going to be things that you just don't want to do, but you have to get it done. So what do you do when you don't even have motivation to drive you to do something? It's the art of discipline because I can't tell you how sometimes I'm just tired or I'm exhausted or I'm just not feeling it, whatever something may be. But for me to get that thing done is a responsible thing to do and it requires discipline. Do Do you think the last 29 days have been the most exciting in working out? Uh, Not necessarily, but it's the idea of me training myself to continue to be disciplined. The same thing goes for the way that I eat. The same thing goes for me cutting my cell phone off at a certain hour when I want to do right. It's about the discipline and the art of it and saying that this thing can work out if I continue to be disciplined, if I continue to choose to do what I know I need to do. And discipline, I think, sometimes gets a bad rap because we think about being disciplined, Maybe being corrected as a child when you're growing up or something. But discipline, I think, is actually a really, a really sexy word because it's knowing that you have the mental willpower to do something. Mental willpower, did I make that up? Probably did. But knowing that you have the mental ability to put yourself in a space to just handle your business. Like really, and discipline just is about handling your business. Do what you got to do. So yeah. Number three, in terms of evolving, is just learning how to show up for yourself, even if you don't think anyone else is showing up for you. Like the most important person to show up for in this life is you. And showing up for yourself means, again, being consistent. It means being disciplined, but it's knowing that if you can't depend on anyone or anything else, like you got you and that you believe in you and that you trust in you. But on the flip side, I would also say don't underestimate who actually has your back and who will show up for you. And again, 
and using the podcast as the example, I've had some folks to like reach out and connect and share that they were, you know, tuned into the show. And I was like, what? <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you, you in the show, like you in the lounge, no, be for real. And what's got me about that is the fact that, you know, there are moments when I'm just thinking like, dang, that show flopped, dang, that show didn't do well, or dang, I really rushed to put that together. Admittedly, I do that sometimes, I've done it. But in that, it's about showing up. Again, it's about being disciplined. It's about being consistent. So showing up for myself is the, the practicing the art of consistency and discipline, even if, again, no one else shows up for me. But then realizing that a lot of times there are people who are showing up for you that you don't even know are showing up for you. And you may never know that they're showing up for you as well. And that's why you got to keep showing up for yourself because there are people who are cheering for you and who are rooting for you, be it that it's a professional endeavor that you're after, be it that you're in a relationship and you're pursuing marriage, you you know, trying to get to your wedding or if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to write a book, there are people who are out there who really are are cheering for you. But if you don't show up, they can't cheer for you because they don't even know that there's anything to be cheered for too. So just, just a thought, just a thought. So as you evolve, show up for yourself. And the other thing about evolving that I found is number four is that you have to speak up and ask for what you want in this life. Point blank, period. I have learned that a lot by having to reach out to guests and asking folks to tune in to the show. It has never been an easy thing for me, but I really do love connecting with people and meeting other people. So that's helped. But when it comes to tuning in, it's like, oh, I've got to ask people to support me, but they're not going to support me. They're not going to be interested. But I'm like, if I want this short show, sure. <laughs> I'm putting it in my, my Oklahoma, New Orleans kind of twang, right? <laughs> but if I want this show to soar or to go further than what it's going you know just off of the merit of other people being on the show alone I really had to just say you got to get past that and you got to ask for what you want and the thing that just really helps is going back to knowing that when you believe in something so what if it's a career move that you're trying to make if it is a car that you're trying to get, if it's a house that you want, if there's just anything that you aspire for and you don't make it known, not to yourself or to the parties that can help you to get that thing or to the universe itself, if you don't speak up and ask what you want, you can't expect to get it. How many times have you missed an opportunity to date somebody who you was really feeling because you didn't speak up? You, oh, they're out of my league. Uh, maybe not. You might be that perfect one or thinking about being in class and having a discussion, you know, with your, your fellow classmates about something you didn't speak up and say, Hey, this is what I think about this particular topic. I think that we should take this particular approach on this group project. Like if you don't speak up, you can't expect people to read your mind. So speak up and ask for what you want. And by me reaching out to guests and by me actually promoting the show, I've learned the value of speaking up, but also on how it's helped to build confidence in me as well. So for you, especially who may be having some battle with confidence in your own, start speaking up and ask for what you want. And the more you speak up, be it that it's a yes or a no, keep speaking up because the yeses, you know, you will get to even if there are no's, but it'll definitely build your confidence. And as you're evolving, number five, I want to share in, we just talked about this on the most recent show is... Failure is inevitable. It's inevitable. But the important thing, you know, just reiterating is that you've got to keep trying no matter what. Any pursuit that you're after can definitely turn out to be a bust. 
but you can't let the idea of things going wrong make you fearful and keep you from ever finding out if something could have actually turned out right and again the whole whole session on five ways to face failure session 98 go check that one out if you haven't heard it but again and evolving you will fail but failure and and hardship and adversity it's not the thing that's coming to make you feel like scum of the earth it's not happening for you to be down and out and over everything our experiences with failure is building our character so continue to see the failures in your life as lessons learned continue to grow from them and continue to again my favorite word for the day to evolve because evolving is accepting every part of who you are and how things are showing up in your life not just the things that make you feel good Hmm. number six invest 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 now you don't have to be a millionaire to invest you don't have to be a billionaire to invest you can invest with ten dollars in your pocket (laughs) truthfully through the podcast and investing i have spent literally like literally like for real for real thousands of dollars in getting the show where it is and i will continue to invest in making this show even more incredible and making it what it needs to be for you and you probably like did she just say thousands of dollars yeah like thousands of dollars uh between programs and classes and courses and production and hosting sites and like i've wanted the best for this show I wanted the best for this show because I want the best for you. And my desire for you to have the best has also meant and required my willingness to invest so that I can deliver to you the best of what I have to give. Um, You may have even heard me say, you know, several times before, uh, you're talking about investment in your business, invest, invest, invest. But the investing in business part is just the example I've been able to use to also understand investing in my life as much as it is investing in yourself, too. Like at this moment in my life, I like to look at a number of things and I ask myself, is this an investment? Now, when it comes to making purchases, um, how I'm going to spend my money how far I'm even willing to go for something. I tend to check my values and my goals. And if it makes sense to me, I'm in. And speaking of more or less of of monetary things, and while I know, and you probably know, I'm the queen of frugal. (laughs) At this point in my life, uh, what I've come to learn is that sometimes you have to put up and out for what you want. And I would say it's been in more recent years, especially since I've been on the path of entrepreneurship, that I've come to understand the value and money well spent. I used to have this thought process that I'm looking for everything and I want the lowest cost of everything. So if you were a business and your market was for cheap, then I was forward. Kind of like the, and I don't mean, it's kind of like the rollback people versus the people with the bullseye, okay? Because I ain't trying to like, you know, get no, no trouble. But I used to be all for the rollback people because I can get the best price. But I realized in my experience where the people with the bullseye were, I really enjoyed that that shopping experience, even if it was a few cents or more higher to go to that place. And so aligning myself with what was important to me 
created some change to where now, no matter what I'm looking for, while I do consider cost and value, it's not about finding the cheapest thing as it is finding the thing that fits best for what it is that I need. I need to know that my money is going to be well spent. So when you start thinking about investments, especially as you're thinking about personal and professional development, like think about who it is that you're trying to become and is that thing worth investing in? And if it's worth the investment and you have the resources to go forth, by all means, invest. But I also say that investments are not limited to monetary things. There are a number of cases when you think about spending your time and your money as an investment. And it kind of goes back to investing in quality relationships and spending time with those that you love, your family and friends, investing in your health and your wellness and getting, you know, good, nice rest, investing time in reading and learning and educating. So again, that you can grow and become the person that you know you are destined to be. Investing in working out, like investing in and eating well, like those things are all investments that if I sit and spend an hour of my time just enjoying my meal, it's an investment in myself, that self-care. And so when you do think about, again, is this an investment? Sometimes it's answering a text message or a phone call or anything else that I have to weigh what the investment is worth at the moment. And sometimes it may not be. I can't do every conference. I can't take every phone call, but I do try my best to follow up and to connect and to build because I value relationships and I value the time investment. But also I'm at a point in my life where time is my most precious commodity. And by that, I have to be mindful of how I'm investing my time and trans Translating that doesn't always go over the way that I want it to. It's like you just so busy, but I'm investing my time in something right now that I'm that I'm building and working on that's really important. And so what I can invest in other things may not be as, as much or if anything at all, but being honest about that is really important. So again, but, but thinking about investing, invest, invest, invest. If it's things that are gonna make you better, make your life better. If it's something that you truly want, I I love traveling. I don't mind investing in traveling. I want to see the world. I want to experience the world. And so because of that, I can justify spending money on going on a trip and being comfortable (laughs) when I go as well. So, um, but yeah, so number seven, you know, in your journey of evolving, and this has been a really interesting one because I have a podcast. It's like, how could you, how could you think this? But if you struggle with feeling like you haven't found your voice, I'd like to charge you to continue to explore and eventually you will. Even with this show, I have certainly been challenged in finding my own voice and having to reapproach many times um, how I felt about even being in my own space. If you'll recall at one point, I had only focused on guests and having them on the show because I didn't even think I had a voice on my own show. And it's like, how could you feel like you don't have a voice in your own show? And I'd even admitted at one point I was a little sad because I would do solo shows and I feel like I was getting the same love. But I realized that it wasn't about getting the love or comparing myself to others and doing those shows as much as it was about me having a voice and saying, I'm going to own this space. I'm going to be here and I'm going to be here, be it that you're listening or not, because it's a space I created and I can't shy away from showing up. And then I realized I was doing myself a disservice by not showing up because I wasn't positioning myself to be 
a content creator, you know, of my own right. And I wasn't showing that I have the skills and expertise to even be in my space. So by having to challenge myself to show up anyway, and we talked earlier about showing up, but showing up anyway, I, you know, I've had to figure out how to best show up in the space that works for me. So that even is to say to you to continue to expose yourself to things because sooner than later, something is going to hit and it will make everything clear and you would have found your voice. But let me also say this. Don't think that finding your voice is literally about speaking. Like finding your voice, what does it mean to find your voice? And I, and I recall that maybe Kane and I from episode way back because I'm not looking at the episode, but way back, let's take it about, we talked about finding your voice, but finding your voice isn't necessarily about speaking, like literally speaking. It could be that you are somebody who writes poetry. You could be somebody who writes books. You could create art. You could be somebody who teaches people about finance. You could lead a book club, like whatever your voice looks like, don't limit that in this world because there's so many ways to have a voice because if everybody was supposed to be a speaker don't you think everybody would be speaking there are people who are extroverts and there are people who are introverts and so what do you say to somebody who's an introvert about finding their voice when they're introverted you know we want to push them to public speaking but those may be some of the dopest writers like ever which I'm pretty sure that there are and it's not that they don't have anything to say but it's how they choose to say it within this world so I definitely encourage you to continue to do what you must to find your voice. Number eight, when you are in the process of evolving, you've got to learn how to switch gears if and when necessary. So back when this show was the Purpose University podcast, (laughs) I didn't have a very clear concept of what and or how I was going to make the show any better. And I didn't have an idea of how to move forward with it. I was just stuck. And as much as I wanted to keep the first, not the first, but the Purpose University podcast the way that it was because, oh, I'm the Purpose Professor. I was keeping myself from a natural evolution as well. Uh, It was actually when I started to have the thought about interviewing other first generation college graduates that the light bulb then came on for me. And that light bulb also made me realize that I needed to change something. And I didn't immediately change the name of the show right away because I was like, I just need to make sure that if this is going to work, this is going to work. But when I did realize that it was going to work, it was something that was like, okay, I like the way this is going and I want to keep going this this way. I had to switch gears and switching gears meant I had to let go of the initial name of the show because it was no longer fitting for what I was trying to do, what I was doing. And I was thinking to myself, you know, you got the Purpose University podcast and you're all about, you know, helping people find their purpose and live their best life. But then you're talking about all things first gen. You're not even giving people a good sense of what's happening on your show. So I'm saying that to say that if there is something that is not working in your life and you keep trying to make it work, but the way you're going about it just keeps showing you that like, nah, this ain't it. It may be time to switch gears a little. And that doesn't mean that you're giving up, but it means means that you're trying a different way. And even out of the spirit of conviction, I have a friend who's a really, really good friend. She's my sister. And we talk a lot about what I'm doing, you know, in, in my business and maybe expanding and doing new things. And the stubborn in me, a lot of times is like, no, but I don't want to change. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But it's just the 
fear of letting go of what I've got going on to do something different. And that different thing is because it's like, it's supposed to work, it's supposed to work. But when I try things that are new or different, am I able to say, hey, this does work or this doesn't work. So that's the other thing. If you're not willing to switch gears, you don't even know if there's something that's better that can work better. If I had not switched gears, this show would not be what it is. It would not exist. So amen for keeping yourself open to new opportunities. <laughs> and then as you're evolving, number nine, number nine, fine, fine, number nine. Y'all know I love everything nine. Y'all should research your number nine. Like I, can, I should do a whole show on like the number nine, but I'm not going to do that. Cause I'm not going to be that lame, but anyway, number nine, patience, oh, patience. And they say patience is a virtue and it is, and it is, it takes time to build. So as you are growing and becoming and figuring things out, I'd absolutely say to you that you've got to be patient with yourself as a professional, as a graduate student, as about to be graduate, as a new wife, new mom, new husband, new dad, new homeowner, all those things. You've got to be patient. Please be patient because we have this thing in society and I blame social media for a lot of stuff, right? But I like, I like social media a lot. <laughs> but one thing that we see a lot of times is that people say, well, I did X in X amount of weeks or months or something like, oh yeah, I built my business from zero to a hundred thousand in five weeks. Oh, did you really? Now that's not to say it doesn't actually happen to folks, but I believe that a great majority of people don't have access to instant success. And actually, I have the thought process. I am of the mind that a lot of times it's true that somebody may have taken their business from zero to 500K in six months. But the backstory is that it may have taken them years to get to that one moment that really changed the game for them to be able to do whatever it is that they have done. So I don't know. I've taken uh, an online course before made it like I like dropped a nice grip on this course because I truly believed in, you know, what value was offered. And I had a few friends that took it. But anyway, the lady was sharing about her particular journey that, you know, she gave a timeline. She started here. She started here. She started here. And like, by the time I did the math, I'm like, dang, she's been at this for like six or seven years. But when she finally finessed her process or figured out what it was in that hour, yeah, between month one and month six of what she was doing, she was able to achieve so much success. But it took her years to actually get to that point. So while you see a lot of people who are overnight success and even some, you know, I've had honestly people say to me, oh, well, look at, you know, your podcast. Oh, gosh, you're doing so well uh this is the third year and I felt like I wasted a first year and then the second year I was just still trying to figure out what the heck I was had going on and I'm still in that in that way sometimes like I'm always looking to learn and figure stuff out but the thing is that it has been a years in process process and while I recognize there may have been things that I could have done differently and sooner, you don't know what you don't know for one. But then two, it's a matter of me saying, I know that everything that builds, it takes time and I'm okay with taking time. And I'm also okay with the fact that I recognize this is a very niche show. So no matter what you're working on, no matter what you're working on, no matter what you're doing, if it's a relationship, if it's education, if it's a business alike, please be patient and know that the cards will fall in place. 
yes they will so those are my nine things for you for this 99th episode of the first gen lounge you know just nine things to consider as you're evolving you know nine ways this podcast helped me evolve it's just again number one consistency is key no matter what you do number two discipline you have to be disciplined number three show up for yourself even if you think nobody else is showing up for you number four speak up and ask for what you want in this life and number five failure is inevitable but keep going number six invest 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 number seven if you struggle feeling like you haven't found your voice, just continue to explore because you will. Number eight, if necessary, switch gears. And number nine, patience. Oh, patience. Be patient. And on that note, my love, if you've made it to this part of the show, I want to thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for being the driving force behind why show number 99 has been possible and why 100 is coming. Like, who? my gosh, wow. That also means that you're going to be at this very moment, the very first to hear this announcement, which I decided to wait until the end to share. Because I feel like if you've actually listened to the show, then you deserve to know, like, you know, the stuff that's exclusive. See, that's what makes the show real special. And I'd also say if you're listening to this after February 1, you probably missed the real exclusive, like, what's going on, what's going on. But yeah, so for this announcement, oh my gosh, I'm so moved by what's happening and I'm so touched. And again, to be celebrating my birthday, to look at where my life was five years ago, to look at what my life was three years ago, two years ago, last year, and now, and to be making this announcement to you now, knowing that a year ago, I was at Columbia University and on my birthday delivering a presentation to students at a conference. And that was like so profound for me because it gave me a vision for what I could become and who I wanted to be and who I could continue to rise to, if that, if that makes any sense. It kind of took off some of the limits of just my thinking and my thoughts about my value and my worth. But anyway, kind of leads into why this birthday announcement is so special because a year later, and I have been going nuts about being able to tell you, so I'll just get to it. I am really elated to share that I will be the keynote speaker for this year's IVG conference that is being hosted at Cornell University. What? 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 Hold up. Wait. Oh my gosh. Hold up. Wait. What? What? Yeah, that's my excitement. (laughs) But I have been so, so, so excited. I got the call, you know, just the inquiry. And I was like, did that just happen? And I, you know, I tend to feel that way because the imposter syndrome, you know, kicks in every, every now and then. And again, because it's just one of those, wow, um, how exciting and how wonderful to be able to share such an incredible space with such incredible people who are committed to the work of elevating first generation students who will be graduates, especially those who come from low income backgrounds. And to be a part of this movement that's happening around the first genness is extremely exciting. So to those of you who will be at the conference, the IBG conference at Cornell, I really look forward to meeting each and every one of you because I know we're going to have a great time and I know that you are incredible and like wonderful and like we first genning out here. So gosh, I can't wait. And then it's just been beautiful also because 
man, like my mind's kind of like having that, drawing that blank, kind of like, whoo, wow. Kind of keeping myself from crying right now because, you know, I get really moved because it just feels like a dream sometimes that my life is what it is. And I didn't originally imagine that it would be this way until I may have been like 40 or 50, to be honest with you. And it was my birthday and I'm not close to 40 yet, so don't give me too much. But I remember actually learning about the IVG conference on Instagram. I want to say sometime last year and I just kind of looked and I was like, it'll be really cool to speak at something like that. And didn't think because <laughs> I didn't reach out and didn't do anything beyond, you know, just kind of like, oh, this is a conference. Cool. Because I was not even thinking to do conferences of the nature at the time. I don't know what I was thinking, to be honest. I was just focused on this podcast and growing this podcast. So the fact that I actually saw that and thought it was cool and didn't do anything to like reach out was kind of like, dang, well, why didn't you? But then to have the opportunity present itself in such a way and then to also realize that it has done so because I have shown up in ways that have been authentic for me. And a lot of that is being the podcast and really looking to help others in their journey of adulting as first gens out here. So I am incredibly enthused and Cornell, I know it's going to be ice cold up there. Like literally, ha ha, if you're alpha, I think you got that. Or anybody Greek, you got that. But I know it'll be ice cold up there. Can't wait. (laughs) But I'm definitely excited about the opportunity to share and to continue to spread, as I say, the first gen gospel, but to empower other first generation college students and definitely, you know, soon to be graduates on their journey of becoming. I didn't take that from Michelle Obama. It just happened to come out real smooth. So, hey, it is what it is. On that note, on like on that note number two, right? What I'd like for you to do going forward is just, you know, click the link in this episode's description. And I want you to head over to the session notes. And what I would love to hear from you by leaving a comment, of course, is to tell me how the First Gen Lounge has helped you to evolve. Tell me how the First Gen Lounge has helped you to evolve. So, yeah. So, again, just in our episode description, there's a link you should see for the session notes. Just hit that and go on over and, and tell me what you think. And are there any access to anything else that you're looking for? Self-help resources, previous episodes. You got it there. If you have enjoyed this show or enjoyed any of the shows, be a sweetie, will you? Here's my request for my birthday. Share with a friend, with a student, with a colleague that's first gen. J- just share. Just share. Share the love. Share the love. All right. On that note, number three. So on that note, number three. <laughs> I be tickling myself, but you know that. Until the next time, I want you to know that you are loved. You are loved. I want you to be good to yourself. And most of all, my favorite thing to share, to say to you is to keep pressing forward. In the meantime, this has been fun. Peace.